on March 20, 2006, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was interviewed by Nicholas Moki for The Daily Orange. Hello? Good morning, man. Speak with Nicholas Moki, please. Uh, that'd be me. Is this Mark? This is Mark Hankel with TruthBearer.org. Yes, it is. Uh, good morning, Mark. Good morning. I did want to say before we begin uh, that this is being tape recorded, and I want to make sure that you understood that and accepted it. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I was going to ask if I could do the same on my end. Absolutely. All right. Um, one second. I put you on um, speakerphone here for a sec. Certainly. All right. Can you hear me all right? I can. You certainly sound like you're in a can, however. <laughs> well, sorry about that. Hopefully... Uh, Hopefully you can uh, understand me. Okay. Uh, could you identify uh, your university, the newspaper, and your position with it, and the purpose of your article? Yes. Um, I'm writing it. I'm a student at Syracuse University, mm-hmm. and I'm writing it for the Daily Orange, which is our uh, daily campus newspaper here. Yes. And it's going to be the the article itself is about the the show, like I uh, like I told you in the email, um, Big Big Love, mm-hmm. on HBO. Correct. I understand the show. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's what's going to be the focus of the article is, um, you know, I'm going to take a look at the show and how, uh, you know, it's... I'm going to try and find an opinion on whether it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. All right. It is an opinion article, but I'm, I'm talking to both uh, both sides of this argument. Um, I contacted also Tapestry. I'm sure you've heard of them. Okay, so they're an anti-Mormon polygamy group. Right. Okay. We're going, and we're I, going I would to like need to spell that difference out. What's that? We'll need to specify the difference out. Right, absolutely. Yes, because they're not actually qualified as anti-polygamy. They're anti-Mormon polygamy, and that's all they know. Okay, so... <clears throat> just to get started, sure. um, I assume you've been watching the show, Big Love? Uh, yes. Definitely have... Uh, have uh, it's been obligatory, I guess you could say. <laughs> I've had to watch it, yes. Understandably. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the show's portrayal of polygamy? Do you think it's accurate? Well, first of all, uh, it is unfortunate that it uh, promotes the stereotype of uh, two things of Mormon polygamy and Utah. Uh, too often the stereotype seems to be that people think that uh, the little m- geographic bubble of Utah, Arizona, that little geographic bubble of Mormon land is all Mormon, all, excuse me, it is all Mormon, but it is all Mormon polygamy. Or that actually that is the meaning of polygamy. Uh, but myself, for example, as uh, the National Polygamy Advocate, we're outside of that geographic bubble. Uh, we're a much broader basis. And certainly coming from Christian polygamy, which is a completely different paradigm from Mormon polygamy altogether, uh, it is unfortunate that the show is just simply doing the stereotype that everybody again thinks that all polygamy is Mormon polygamy when it is not. But there are some good things that we can certainly discuss here, uh, that the show does have some positives as well. That I'd be glad to discuss here. Sure. What, what do you think about the show's positives? Well, I think that uh, it is good that it does display within. Understand what I'm saying here is within the context that it is still succumbing to the stereotype of Mormon polygamy. Within that context, it is good that it is separating the difference that there are normal uh, polygamists, even Mormon polygamists, that have nothing to do with the compound groups that have really created some legal problems that most normal polygamists oppose just like everybody else does. So you think it's a, a positive thing that it, it separates uh, the polygamous features in the show from, from the stereotypical like cult? Polygamous, I guess. Exactly. Well, if you, you, have you seen the show? 
Yeah, I've only actually seen the first episode. I missed the one last night. Okay. Well, uh, and I think the two different episodes have their own uh, issues to deal with. But besides that, uh, the context of the show is that there is this... Uh, stereotypical compound group that does have all the illegal issues that most uh, consenting adult normal polygamists also oppose, but those particular groups, because they uh, do uh, have things that lead to illegal things that uh, most normal consenting adult polygamists don't approve, uh, that's what gets all the news attention, and so the story is about uh, a family that has rejected and, and come away, even though they have potential, uh, no, they have ties to that compound, you know, through birth and things like that, uh, they're trying to escape and be nothing, no part of that whatsoever. So it's it's a it's sort of like a good cop bad cop situation, and it's showing a, a normal family wanting nothing to do with the compounds type of examples. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, how how common do you think that situation is in real life? Um, do you think that there uh, there actually are that many people that have sort of separated themselves from the cult mentality? Oh, completely. It's, you're talking to the National Polygamy Advocate, and you need to understand that it is purely a stereotype to think that all Mormon, uh, all polygamy is Mormon polygamy. That's just an un. Uh, accurate propaganda, and that's why groups like Tapestry Against Polygamy, uh, for example, uh, are completely unqualified to talk about polygamy in general. They're, they don't know anything about Christian polygamy. They may say they do, but they don't. Uh, they don't know anything about Muslim polygamy. They, all they know is they're a, a tiny little group of women who belong to those particular compound groups, and they think they've got the entire trademark of all polygamy, but they don't know anything about it. You have to understand a neutral, and here's an English lesson, a neutral noun is not modified by an absent adjective. For example, the word day is a neutral word. It doesn't mean, it means a day. But if you put the adjective in front of it that says rainy day, that is a completely different concept from putting a different adjective in front of it saying sunny day. A rainy day is not a sunny day, and you can't say all days are the same because some days are rainy days and some days are sunny days. The same exact principle applies to polygamy. You cannot say all polygamy is is the same. You, when you put the adjective Mormon polygamy, you have the Mormon reasons, and that often leads to what happens in some of those groups, but even some Mormon polygamists don't like those types of paradigms. But that's Mormon polygamy, and goes back to the Book of Mormon. You apply, uh, put the adjective Muslim in front of Muslim polygamy, and now you have the Quran and their reasons for polygamy and, and some of the issues that they have with that. Now you put the adjective Christian before polygamy. It has zero relationship to Mormon polygamy. In fact, it's only based on uh, a Old and New Testament, both Old and New, not exclusively Old, but Old and New Testament uh, Bible-believing uh, uh, conservative evangelical Christians that believe that husbands should really be caring about women and loving women and really want are stepping up as responsible men in this world where we now have an era of dumbed-down males with marriage-phobic baby daddies. And we're talking about men being men and caring about this society of abandoned single moms and trying to provide a positive, loving, nurturing solution to the problems that we're now experiencing in our society. So now you have a completely different paradigm. The adjective makes all the difference. I see. Do you, do you have any, like, numbers about the practice uh, of, uh, like you said, Christian polygamy uh, as, a, as a portion of the whole in the United States? Well, the, the number would be less than 100,000. Understand that uh, the combination of uh, Christian polygamy and those who want polygamy rights is not exclusively practicing polygamists already. 
uh, any more than the same example would be they want their freedom, but they may not have actually begun practicing. And there's certainly numerous, you know, numerous practicing polygamists, don't misunderstand me. But it is inaccurate to define the polygamy rights movement as exclusively the domain of practicing polygamists, because there is so many much more beyond that number of uh, people that do want their polygamy rights and may not yet be practicing. And, actually, and that's what you're seeing actually with a lot of uh, evangelical Christians in their various churches, from pastors uh, and individuals from, in various denominations, from Baptists to Pentecostals to super grace-based to super law-based, the whole gamut of denominations, the serious Bible students are realizing that there is a profound disconnect from what leaders say about anti-polygamy and what the Bible really says about polygamy. Because there is, it, when you really, 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 really study the Bible, you absolutely, fundamentally cannot ever come to the conclusion that polygamy is ever condemned. In fact, it's actually even regulated in parts of the Bible. So the point is, is that these are serious Bible students that have a real heart for uh, what we're seeing today in the devastation of abandoned, abandoned single moms and believe that Christian polygamy combined with already the existing practicing Christian polygamous families, but even non-practicing Christian polygamists agree that this could be a wonderful benefit to, to motivate men to actually grow up. So, like you said, um, people that are studying the Bible uh, are, if, if they're finding that polygamy is, is not condemned, Correct. do you think that that's a growing trend in oh, the United States? Absolutely, because here's the, here's the thing. There is right now, a, the, the principle of conservatism is supposed to be limited government. That's the principle of conser, you know, the conservative paradigm. And so what's happening is uh, conservative evangelical Christians in their churches are discovering two basic issues that are really serious contradictions. And, and understand the paradigm of conservative Christianity is that we believe the truth because it is the truth, this is because the Word of God says so. That, that's, whether others agree, maybe some of your readers won't agree with that, and I understand that. I'm helping you understand the paradigm of conservative evangelical Christians. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So to understand that's the paradigm, if we are going to then say we believe it because the Bible says so, that's it, period, then when you read the Bible, it is a contradiction to say that the Bible calls polygamy a sin. I mean, think of this for one example. Repeatedly you will hear the argument that God's original plan was Adam and Eve. He only made uh, one Eve, and so that's why that's God's original plan. Well, that fails on three, three specific reasons to justify a big government federal marriage amendment. Three reasons. One, Adam and Eve had sons, and the sons that we know of that survived are... Seth and Cain, because Abel was killed by Cain. But both Seth and Cain married wives. Either they married their sisters born of Eve, or they married sisters born of other wives. We don't know either way. We're not laying down a doctrine, but the point is, it is speculation to say there was not any other wives. It's only speculation. We can't say either way, because the Bible doesn't say either way. One. Two. Adam and Eve were never married by government. In fact, there is not one example of anybody in the Bible ever being married by the big false god of socialist government. Nobody was ever married by government. But the hypocrisy is to suggest that if you're not married by government, you're not married. Well, if that's what you believe, then you've just said every single person in the Bible wasn't married. You've just called them all fornicators, God forbid. To a conservative Christian, that's just unacceptable. Third, so my, let me back up to two. So because government was never involved in Adam and Eve's marriage, you can't believe that you use government to marry. And so therefore, if you're a limited government conservative, the real solution is not to have government abominating God's doctrine of marriage at all. Third, and here's really the kicker, 
the story of Adam and Eve is written in the book of Genesis. In fact, as all Christians believe, the very first five books of the Bible were all written by Moses. Moses wrote the Adam and Eve story, and Moses wrote the one flesh verse of Genesis 2.24, and Moses wrote, Thou shalt not commit adultery in Exodus 20, verse 14, as he also wrote, If he take him another wife, her food, her raiment, and her duty of marriage shall he not diminish, in Exodus 21.10. Moses also wrote Deuteronomy 21.15, that says, uh, that begins with, if a man have two wives. And all of those things, every single doctrine that comes out of those first five books, including the Adam and Eve story, were written by Moses, and Moses had two wives. So all that doctrine comes out of a polygamist. So now, how are you going to suggest that the Adam and Eve story somehow creates this required doctrine of one man, one woman, when Moses himself, who wrote that story for you to read, himself had two wives? And the Bible's very clear about that in Exodus 18 and Numbers 12. So the point is, is that serious Bible students come to realize there is a massive contradiction between what leaders are saying about uh, polygamy in the Bible and what the Bible really says, and the massive contradiction between a uh, conservative position of limited government, which says get government out of uh, doing things, and trying to instead use a liberal idea of big government to solve a problem and actually creating bigger government with the big government federal marriage amendment. So it's a contradiction of conservatism and a contradiction of Christianity. And so that's what's happening is that this growing rise of evangelical conservative Christians are growing and realizing that the biggest threat to Christians is not what we consider the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage. The Bible, according to Revelation, says the biggest threat to us is this international false god of big socialist government that has control over all the world to execute the saints. So do you feel then that the, the role of government should be, the, the, the government shouldn't regulate marriage at all, that that should be a religious thing? That's exactly correct. You do not, you, basically you do not, you do not use liberalism to fight liberalism. You do not use the sin of idolatry of worshiping the false god of big socialist government to fight the sin of homosexual behavior, if that's your view. The point being is that true conservatism is limited government. Marriage is not anywhere in the Constitution. And because you do not find the word there, the conservative position is always the Tenth Amendment. If it's not in the Constitution, the government has no authority. Marriage is not in the Constitution, never was, never should be, and that's why government has no authority to be involved in marriage whatsoever. The only legitimate possible role for government to ever be involved in any form of marriage whatsoever is at the municipal, the local municipal level, as a mere repository of public records of the contractual arrangements that consenting adults make. That's it. No more. No definition. Understand, the government that's liberally allowed to redefine it to exclude polygamy is liberally allowed to redefine it to or, excuse me, the government that's liberally allowed to redefine it to be only one man, one woman, is just as liberally authorized to come back later and define it to include same-sex marriage. So truly, anti-polygamy is the real slippery slope that led to same-sex marriage, the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage. And so as that continues to go, what, what these evangelical conservative Christians are saying to the, to the leaders is saying, you've gone the way of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, you're, 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 you're trusting in the false god of government, you're turning to liberalism instead of conservatism, you really want to stop same-sex marriage, then just simply get government out of it altogether, and then what standing do uh, homosexuals have? Then they just have an imagined idea. And so what? If they have an imagined idea, that's fine. Everybody's free to believe any kind of imagined idea. And everybody has freedom and nobody's oppressed. That's the true conservative limited government position. And that's why there is a growing movement that's resonating with true conservative evangelical Christians.
I see. I mean, is, that, is that making sense for you? No, absolutely. I, I tend to agree that government, uh, the role of government probably does not extend to marriage. Um, going back to the show for a sec. Um, sure. Uh, do you, um, let's see. Do you think that the show's portrayal of polygamy is going to further or advance your cause, or is it going to hurt your cause? Because, like it's like you said, you know, it's it's a portrayal of Mormon polygamy, and it's kind of a stereotype. So, what do you do? You think that's going to help you or hurt you in the long run? Well, it has certainly created a uh, a media buzz for conversation, and for that, we're glad because uh, it has allowed us to uh, be more heard. Uh, to do basically to uh, try to educate the market and the masses, and uh, certainly that's why we certainly love to do uh, uh, interviews with universities as well. To you know, uh, I think it's important education for people to understand what things really are, and not just what stereotype mass media uh, propaganda actually tries to otherwise suggest. It is important to understand the differences. The show itself, I think that. It's like I've got the answers on both sides regarding the the whole sex issue. I think it definitely shows that the ridiculousness of polygamy as a sexual fantasy for men is ridiculous because it's not. If if you really think you're going into polygamy with a sexual fantasy, it is not going to be a fantasy. It's going to be a nightmare because to truly be able to be mature enough to handle... Uh, the marital relationship, because this is marriage, understand, this is not promiscuity. This is a committed, dedicated marriage. You've got to be capable of dealing with uh, the emotions and the dynamics and the intelligence of, and all, of each different woman that, that you're married to. And each one woman is an individual, and she has her own way of, of being the wonderful human being that she is. And you, if you have difficulty with one, forget trying to do it multiplied. It's not, women are not just simply sexual objects for the sexual fantasy, and anyone who thinks that it's just yeah, polygamy is about sex is only revealing their own immaturity. So from that standpoint, the show basically makes, makes it look like sexually, oh, not, excuse me, not sexually, makes it look like, uh, in some regards, that for the man, polygamy is a pain in the neck. And you know, it really can be difficult. And so that's a good thing. I think they're overdoing the, uh, the sexual thing uh, at the same time. You know, they, uh, I realize that it's HBO. Uh, it was certainly an uh, eye-opening uh, experience for me to uh, newly subscribe to HBO and just see just how graphic the show was. I understand I'm coming from an evangelical, conservative, Christian paradigm, so I'm sure you understand that that's not typically the kind of uh, uh, television that is uh, <laughs> what we would watch. I think it definitely goes to a more secular audience. And I think that that secular audience is more going to be interested in the titillation and because of that, eventually, I think it's just going to be basically a, uh, uh, you know, a, a nighttime soap opera that's going to f- end up focusing on uh, the connivings and, and uh, bickerings of the women. And th- from that regard, in the long term, it's probably going to become uh, boring. With that said, I would also say that overall, being uh, a polygamous family is boring. It's not, you know, it, it's not like it's some great. Uh, me- you know, party or anything of that nature. It's 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 work. Managing a family is work and commitment and and maturity. So, I think that from 
there, there's some good and some bad about it that it generally does well in, in, in helping people realize that it's a pain in the neck. It's not this fantasy that people think. Uh, at the same time, I also know that for uh, TV ratings and so forth, they're going to also uh, you know, focus on creating uh, excess drama, bickerings, and things like that, and, and uh, certainly play up the, uh, the graphic sex, unfortunately. People will probably become numb to it, and that probably wouldn't be too bad a thing. And then eventually the show will probably die off just because of, uh, unle- unless they just hold on to the soap opera. Because ultimately it's, it's like a, uh, uh, a notch landing for polygamists. <laughs> um, what, do, what do you say to the people that say, or the people that would say that uh, a polygamous relationship is inherently, uh, you know, abusive to women, as I've heard some people say? Uh, and they say that it's impossible, you know, no matter what religious sect are, that, that a polygamous relationship can be beneficial to women or can be fair. Well, I think that it is a statement spoken from ignorance. If you ask most individuals who say that, they don't know all forms of polygamists. They're just speaking, they're basically regurgitating uh, pre-fed stereotypical information. And... Uh, if that was what it was, you know, it, it's, a, it's a premise of fear. Understand, right now we are in a modern culture of what we call the era of dumbed-down males. That uh, we have men who are marriage-phobic and afraid of commitment. You, ask, you, you, know, you do a poll on your campus and you'll find out how fearful most men are about commitment. And we have that as our current culture. So taken that people are perceiving the idea of polygamy through the lens of a marriage-phobic baby-daddy culture, where men are afraid of marriage, and men are, uh, many men are basically just dumbed-down males and you know, just looking for the next gratification, then you look, you, those kinds of baby boys, if you will, would be horrifying as a polygamist. And certainly, no wonder people would be afraid of the baby boys. We're talking about men growing up, rising up, and being real men. We now have a society of littered with numerous, way too many, abandoned single moms. They're hamsters in a wheel working just to pay for low-paid stranger daycare. And certainly it would be better if they had the option for real caring, nurturing men who really care to be there for them. So they would certainly rather have, uh, you know, rather, rather be a second wife than, the only, than no wife and li- living in a, in a hamster in a wheel trap. The point is, is that this is about commitment. So people think it through the lens of distorted current culture already who are uh, and, and dumbed down males who are afraid of commitment and this is the complete opposite think about this this is about intelligent women some women want to work some women want to stay home and raise the children and that's fine and every single woman it, whatever she would choose that that's her wonderful choice this is not about oppressing this is about giving women options now you take a woman who wants to work she can work and know that her children are being raised by someone who loves the children and is passing on her same values now you take any man in this current culture or not just a, just you take any any man that's a polygamist that that has a maturity to be a polygamist and he has uh, good strong intelligent women for wives Think about it. Do you really think those intelligent women are going to uh, just sit back and, and let him uh, overcome or attack uh, or oppress their rights? Absolutely not. The reality is more than one woman are going to gang up on him. They're going to gang up on him, and that is the reality. Two pe- people are too often 
falling back on their stereotypes, but they don't have any information on which to draw. And you take, for example, the Christian polygamy paradigm, which is truly a benevolent, caring about women, trying to help women be the best that they can be, if they would want to be, that's their choice. There is no uh, oppression upon women. So that is, so those opinions who say that are merely stated out of uh, uninformed, stereotypical, knee-jerk reactions. All right. Um, that's pretty much all the prepared questions I had for you. Um, in regards to you know the show and, and your stance, is there anything that you wanted to say to close, anything that I didn't ask that you think people should know? Well, certainly, uh, that you always have to put the adjective in front of the neutral word polygamy. And it, different people apply polygamy for different reasons in different ways. Any of the problems that people try to associate to polygamy, and crimes and other things, absolutely, normal polygamists agree. Let's go after those crimes. But that doesn't make them inherently associated to polygamy. Polygamy by itself is neutral. And it is the application that you that in the in the presupposition that goes to how it is applied, and uh, as well understand you know, I'm the the national polygamy advocate. Their polygamy movement is far larger than that little geographic bubble of Mormon land of Utah Arizona. You there there are numerous uh, individuals that are supporting the polygamy rights movement outside of that geographic bubble across the country. And Christian polygamy is a brand new growing movement uh, that began in 1994 since the advent of the Internet. Uh, and for your research, if you want, you can check that out at christianpolygamy.info forward slash history. You can see the history of the movement. Uh, and that's dot .info, not dot .com, but dot .info. christianpolygamy.info forward slash history. And finally... Christian polygamy, we have what's called the standard of Christian polygamy, is what we call love, not force. And this is the, the true defining difference above all else, above the fact that we don't have any of the, the Mormon paradigms, we don't believe in the Book of Mormon or anything of that nature, that, and you can see this at lovenotforce.com, that, that polygamy, Christian polygamy, is never determined by a husband forcing polygamy on an existing wife. This is something that all consenting adults agree. That if a hus husband, you know, wants polygamy or whatever, that if he's already promised, you know, uh, to be the only, you know, that his first wife would be his only wife, then it's only when she embraces it also. He needs to love her. He cannot force polygamy on her. This has to be a truly genuine, uncoerced, loving, genu freely consenting, all adults consent in this. So love, not force, is the standard of Christian polygamy. So what, that's, why, that's why I've got the trademark phrase that polygamy rights is the next civil rights battle. What uncoerced, freely consenting, marriage-committed adults choose to do, government has no business interfering or criminalizing. I see. Um, just what? Do you have any like? Um, I guess like a percentage of um, how many polygamists would be Mormon as opposed to other sects like uh, Muslim or Christian? Well, well the number is uh, for the Mormons is thirty to fifty thousand. That that's the reported number I'm hearing. Okay. So you can and, take that. And you're, you're not sure about. Uh, well, you need to understand this is that because of uh, the tyranny of the. Uh, 
the, the bigamy laws in all the different states that many people have to be very quiet. The legal way that many polygamists are polygamous is the first wife may be legally married, just because that's what happened, and then any additional wife is not legally married. So from some perspectives, even though the polygamists you know, don't, don't, we don't accept it ourselves, uh, it, it, from the government's view, it's basically the equivalent of like a, a married couple with a girlfriend or two live in. You know what I'm saying? Legal, right. legally, st- legally considered. Uh, but in some states, the law is so tyrannical that if you just turn around and call that girlfriend a wife, you're now guilty of bigamy. And so it, it really does require uh, being quiet about ourselves. Okay? Yep. Um, can I just get a, a number to reach you at if I have any more questions that I want to clarify anything? Uh, well, that would be okay, but I need you to email first because there's definitely there's numerous uh, interviews and other things going on right now. Uh, but the number is 207, and this is not for publication, by the way. Sure. Uh, the number is 207? Uh-huh. Right, will this be online? Um, yeah, it should be. Um, I'm going to publish, uh, I'm going to go into edit it probably Tuesday night. Okay. Um, so it, it should be, uh, you know, dailyorange.com is the paper uh, where you can find the paper. So it should be up there probably Wednesday or Thursday. I, I'm not exactly sure about the date it will be published. Okay. All right, that, that sounds good. I just, again, hope that you remem- rem- uh, remember that... Uh, that, for example, tapestry is just purely that tapestry against polygamy is that local geographic Mormon bubble, but you're right now speaking to the national polygamy advocate, which is much larger than all that. Right, right. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Mark, I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. Uh, we're glad to talk to, uh, to colleges. Thank you so much. Thank you. All yeah. right. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Mark Hinkle is National Polygamy Advocate, presenting polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com